Right, hang on a minute. Let me press the start button. Here we go. Welcome back to Coach Class with me, Don Birch. This is the podcast where I get to speak to inspirational coaches and leaders from across the world. And oh my goodness, have I managed to pull the rabbit out of the hat this week because I have the one and only Kim Morgan. Now, Kim is the CEO of Barefoot Coaching. And of course, if you've listened to any of my podcasts, you'll know that is the course that I've been studying on for the last four or five months. Now, uh, Kim is one of the most successful and fastest growing coaching and coaching training businesses in the UK. Uh, She was one of the UK's first executive business and personal coaches and has over 25 years experience. And Kim, I have to say, it's an absolute, I don't use the word lightly, it's an honour to have you on Coach Class this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, that's just so lovely. Thanks, Dom. It's an honour for me as well, because actually, I'm not just saying this. I listened to your podcast like I've listened to no others. Not even Brené Browns have had as much uh, attention from me as yours because I, I, I just loved being almost catapulted in back into a cohort and hearing about people's learnings and challenges. And uh, I, in fact, I think I was very kind of um, uh, obvious in saying to you, oh, Tom, I really like your podcast on LinkedIn, hoping that you'd say Will you come and do one? <laughs> well, I would have asked you regardless. Absolutely, I would. I, I just Let's go back a little bit then. Let's just set the scene. So, you know, now here you are, 25 years experience of coaching, and you'll have seen coaching develop and change and be, you know, really moving towards this idea of being led by the coachee, by the client, rather than kind of advice giving and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. how did you end up getting into this world? What was your start point? And how do you, you know, how, how are you arriving now into the barefoot world? Great question. I was always, from a young child, drawn to helping other people. I was always the kid in the playground who everyone went to with their problems. So not surprisingly, I am trained to be a therapist when I was quite young, actually. I was really interested in therapy. I had posters on my wall of Freud rather than Mark Bolan or whoever it was at the time. And I was reading uh, books on TA when I was a teenager. Don't quite know why. That's a whole nother therapy session. But uh, when I was in my 20s, I signed up to do a course in uh, humanistic person-centred therapy. I left that feeling a little bit unsatisfied, dissatisfied, because It was great. It taught me how to listen and it taught me how to empathise. But I wanted a few more tools and techniques. I wanted a few more skills. Um, I then was working with families and women, particularly, who were really disadvantaged in all sorts of ways. And uh, I found that just that empathetic listening wasn't quite helping them in the way that I wanted it to. So I thought, I want something a bit grittier. I want something that's going to give me a bit more challenge and provocation. And I then went and trained as a Freudian psychodynamic psychotherapist, which was a mistake. Well, I don't know if it was a mistake or not. It didn't give me what I wanted either. You have to remember, Dom, it was a long time ago. It was probably 35 years ago, more than 35 years ago, uh, when coaching 
hardly existed and therapy was focused very much on what was wrong with people rather than what was right with people. It was also very much about uh, diagnosing and uh, parent-child kind of approach. And it really bothered me because I think what I came to realise about myself was that I'd always just been able to be alongside people in an adult-to-adult way. Even the families that I was working with who were caught in the sort of system, uh, social services or police, um, I, I kind of helped them to believe that they had potential. So... I, I did the whole Freud training and walked away from it still thinking, it's not what I need, actually. This isn't what I want. Around that time, I started to look at NLP. That was new and emerging. And, and there were other people doing work that was appealing to me for the first time, looking at what was right with people and how to make it even more right for them. Robert Holden, who was working a lot on happiness and, and various other things, brief solution-focused therapy. So I, I did loads and loads and loads of other courses. And in the end, uh, I found my own way of working with people, my own cocktail of working with people, my own principles, I guess, of working with people. And it worked. It seemed to work. So when I started to notice that coaching courses were happening in the States, mostly online then, I thought to myself, I've said this before, I actually can't believe it now because I feel like it was such a, such an arrogant kind of decision. But I was like, I think I could do this because, I, you know, I've done all this kind of um, experiential study myself and I'm going to put together all the different things that I think work uh, to help people reappraise their life, their self-image, their view of the world, their world, their view of others. And I'm going to start a course. Wow. And, and, boy, and boy, does it work. You know, and, you know, my reflections, Kim, having gone through the course is, it, I think it's, it's not very often in life where you, you seek something out, you know, and I stumbled into Barefoot via a, a, a previous um, colleague that had been through it, Jill, and she just popped up on LinkedIn. And it was one of those serendipitous moments last November when I was searching for something. And I'm just picking up on what you said. You know, when you were at that point when you were looking for tools and techniques, I felt like I was, um, I wanted a suitcase full of ideas and I only had like the lapel pocket of, I imagine sort of Del Boy with three sort of dodgy Rolex, Rolex watches. You know, I opened up my jacket and that's all I had to play with. And I knew there was this suitcase of stuff that was out there. And then having gone through the course... It lived up to every expectation. I wanted to be with like-minded people who had kind of a shared value set that want to help other people. I wanted to be stimulated, intellectually stimulated, having you know left uni 25 years ago and not really studied that much since. Yeah. And I wanted to put some, I think, a bit of rigour for my own well-being. I wanted to know that when I was coaching and supporting people that I wasn't doing any harm, actually. I was doing as good as I could do. But the thing that I've really taken from it is, and I still have the post-it note <laughs> from one of the <laughs> sessions, is that I'm good enough and that actually, as long as I'm still, really powerful things will happen. And that was just such a learning for me going through the course, that ability just to be in the moment, 
to be still and to listen with every fiber of your body to the other person and notice, notice the changes and notice what's happening and inquire and be curious. And those things have just been threaded through the last four or five months in a way that is just so powerful. I'm resonating so much with so many of the things that you're saying. Um, The last thing that you said, you know, the last four or five months have been powerful and you've been changed by them. I think this is what's at the heart of the programme for me. And that is that most of us don't learn these things in life or at school or at uni or at work. And actually what I've seen over all these years of teaching this course and four and a half thousand people now going through it is that, and, and you know, I've got a, a bigger dose of imposter syndrome as anyone else has, but actually four and a half thousand people or maybe 4,450, a few exceptions, just say it, it has changed the way I do everything. Change the way I parent, it's changed the way I'm a, in a relationship with someone, it's changed the way I work, it's changed the way I value myself. And they're very simple principles. So my kind of mission is let, let's let everybody know this, actually, because, because they're not difficult to acquire and they make a big difference. And actually, Dom, yesterday and the day before, I had to step in and and teach a day on the course, which I haven't done for years. And um, I referred back to Freud because, of course, there were things from Freud that I really loved. It was more the, the way of practicing that I didn't appreciate. But some of the concepts are really relevant to what we're talking about today. One of the things that Freud said was that human beings are the only animals who are ambivalent about their development. You know, they they long to grow up, but they hated growing up in a way, and they sabotaged it. And in their growing up, they developed limiting beliefs and survival habits and adapted behaviours that weren't necessarily useful to them later in life and and he said we're children for a long time and I think what I noticed was that many people never examine those beliefs or those behaviors they tend to just go well that's who I am it's just the way it is and I'm really unhappy but you know I've always been a perfectionist and just teaching some of these really simple, simple but incredibly powerful skills of listening, questioning, examining your life. It goes beyond uh, giving you the opportunity to just be a self-employed coach or a coaching organisation, but it actually allows you to sort of reevaluate yourself and what matters to you. And that's, I think, what's most important to me. And I, I love. I love that four and a half thousand people are out there doing it for others. And sometimes I imagine multiplying all that, all the people, the barefoot trained and all the people that they've coached and then all the people that they're in relationships with. And I know this sounds a bit like I want to teach the world to coach, but but 
I still marvel at how many people don't know these things. And that impact, that ripple effect of the people that have been touched and really, really embraced this sort of, I guess, the not just the theory, but really bought into what you've just described, this idea that people aren't taught these things and you have to relearn. I had to relearn how to listen. I had to relearn how to trust that the question I wanted to ask next would emerge rather than trying to find it because that was a distraction. I had to learn to be comfortable with silence actually and with pause and to trust the process. And what I've begun to realise, and we sort of, you know, we, we just josh about it a little bit on our on our group, is we've learned a whole new vocabulary that we've seen in action from Claire, one of our tutors, or Liz. And actually we hear their voice but it gives us the confidence to try it in the real world. And that was something I found just really powerful, Kim, going through the program was by encouraging us to have volunteer clients as we were learning, we were able to take each sort of module, if you like, or each new technique or tool that we'd practiced on one another. We were able to take that into the real world. And I think the course gave us the confidence to actually give it a go rather than just leave it on the page. Yeah. Yeah, that's another a great observation, Dom. And, and that aspect of the course is really from my training in adult learning and my sort of fascination for adult learning too. So that principle is very strongly embedded in adult learning and that is that you do some learning, but because you're adults, you filter what you're being taught through your own experiences and you're invited to make your own sense of it given the life that you've lived and the knowledge that you already have. So it's not, you're not being told to do anything. We're offering, offering to you. You might try to listen like this. Um, and then not only do you do that in the practice in the classroom, but then the next component part is that you go away, you have a break, from the learning, but you go into the real world with the uninitiated and you experiment and you see, does it still work here when I'm not in this rarefied environment of the of the course of my cohorts? And that's a that's a cycle, as you know, of three three modules that continues building um, your acquisition of the theories, but then your own way of implementing them. And of course, you on have had to experiment, haven't you, through the pandemic by moving away from what would have been quite an intense experience in a hotel with 15 people and the benefit then of the coffee breaks and the drink in the evening and, and, and being able to read the room and being able to sort of feel the atmosphere to having to do that on Zoom. And of course, I only know what I know, but the Zoom experience was hugely powerful, high degrees of trust built very, very quickly, very, very high quality peer-to-peer coaching which actually you know in a positive way became a real drug you know we looked forward to being able to have a great 10 15 minute or half hour coaching session with a colleague and then as we approached the end of the course I think we were all a little bit jittery it was like we don't want to let go of this thing it's been so magical it's like will I be able to survive without it I mean that sort of coming off the course actually I thought the way that that was handled was so elegant because Part of the last session was this really amazing opportunity to give all of your 14 other members of your team, if you like, some feedback. And, and the way I described it, Kim, was 
When you've heard something 14 times from 14 different people who you really trust on a deep level because you've coached one another and you've observed one another and you've been very vulnerable with one another, when they tell you things that are positive, you can't hide from that feedback in a way that maybe through life you kind of go, mm, I've heard that before, therefore I'm going to devalue it. That experience was just, wow. It was one of those wow moments. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. And you're completely on point with that, Dom. Actually, that experience multiplied by 14 is is a kind of, and it's the opposite of a microcosm. <laughs> Coaching is a microcosm of that. That's the, one of the principles that underpins it too, that if you know they are utterly going to tell you the truth, if you know that when they praise you, it's not an empty compliment. They're not just doing it because they're the coach. They're doing it because they have seen something in you that that deserves praise. If they behave with absolute integrity and real care for you, then you will come to respect what they say. You'll know that if they give you a compliment, it's true. And there's a lot of evidence to suggest that our self-image, our self-perception is is dependent upon the sort of reflected appraisals that we get from important people in our lives. We know that, don't we? We know that we've looked on the course at beliefs and how we develop beliefs in the first place, sometimes useful ones and sometimes not so useful, but that it's exactly that. It's people to whom we, you know, imbue a sense of they know what they're talking about. All of the things that happen on the course are not by accident, there because we know that that's how your beliefs about yourself change. We do them sort of warm-heartedly and authentically, but deliberately. Absolutely. What does Kim look to next? <laughs> because you must look back with such a sense of pride, having had built this amazing thing. And you said at the start, you know, you look back and you think, oh gosh, was it arrogant to even say that I can do this? But you have done this and you've created this amazing ecosystem, this amazing tribe if you like of people um what does the future look like because having adapted to this sort of hybrid way of working and having seen that that still has this powerful fundamental impact on people how do you see it developing in the future Kim what's what's next and I don't necessarily mean in terms of your to-do list but just what are your hopes for the future yeah yeah another great question so it sounds it sounds probably a bit boring, but I just want to keep doing this, Tom. Um, I, there's one thing that I want to add to what we do, and that is uh, I want to start a sort of barefoot foundation because uh, that's going back to my old voluntary sector roots, I think. We we dabble a bit. We do we do some things we pro bono, but actually, I want to make a bigger statement about that and use these wonderful skills for even more good in the world for people who couldn't otherwise access them. So that's my that's my big plan. But beyond that, I don't think we're done yet teaching people coaching skills. So just more of it and bigger, and and it can be now because you're you're absolutely right the move from 
face to face in London hotel rooms or East Midlands hotel rooms to online. It's really scary. And I had no idea whether it was going to work or not. And to my astonishment, where I, I actually took on the first three groups who were caught kind of in the middle of the pandemic, who'd already done one or two modules face to face. And they were really quite resistant to the idea of going online. But I persuaded them. And quickly, we all realised that it was exactly the same. Because I think those, the the environment that coaching creates, and remember that the coach training programme is a microcosm, if you like, of the coach, one-to-one coach training relationship, all the elements that exist within that psychological safety, trust, empathy, unconditional positive regard, challenge, the co-created relationship of two adults working together honestly and with a fantastic intention towards one another with no pressure, with just like, let's play with this, you know, let's see where we might go. That works anywhere works on the phone, it works on Zoom, because it's about the attitude and the heart-to-heart connection and the intention. So I just want to do more of it, and we can do more of it now, because all of a sudden we're really attracting people from all over the world. I love that you use the word play, because one of the things that I think I've grown into through the course was finding my own identity, finding my own style and going through that curve, right, of going, I have no idea what I'm doing to, oh my God, this is far, far beyond me to, okay, I can do it and I will do it and I'm okay. And actually holding things lightly is what Clay used to say to us. You know, it was quite deep and quite challenging and quite thought provoking. But then just before we went to try it out in practice, you'd say, just hold it lightly, you know, just hold it lightly and off we'd go. I've been able to play and I, I, I like showing my working out when I'm coaching people. So I like to say, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to try this three chairs technique. And the reason we're going to do that is this, but let's play with it. Are you comfortable? Are you okay with that? And if you're not, you can just pull the ripcord anytime you like, and we will parachute right out of there, (laughs) you know? And and for me, that works because it's not that they're not going to go deep or we're not going to cover some very challenging and sometimes quite emotional areas, but I like to keep it playful and keep it light. And I, you know, I think that's been something that I've really, I've just grown into, I think, Kim, through the course is is having the confidence to go, the way that we coach is our way, but it's built on these just firm foundations and principles. And we've had five months of intense, but really challenging and really fun opportunity to learn our craft. And that's not typical, is it, in the coaching world? There's lots of people out there who just stick the word coach on there. CV or on LinkedIn and off they go. But what you've created is just this professional and high quality cohort of people. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Thank you. I love that you love the word play because I'm just going to link it to something else you said earlier. You said you learned that you were good enough. And actually a lot of the principles for this course, I took from somebody called D.W. Winnicott, who was a a paediatrician and a psychologist, but most known for um, coming up with the term good enough parenting, which sort of says a lot about his balanced view of life. And I adopted his approach to the learning space. And he says that the learning space is that is the optimal development atmosphere 
and vehicle for change in which meanings can be played with, considered and understood. He said it's just a place, a psychological place located between what we want and what we've got. In that space, you can allow some certainties about yourself to loosen. You can have some playful reflection, some creativity and start to open up new possibilities for yourself all to enable shifts in self-identity. And that's my big foundation in this learning space approach. And I I love how you picked up the good enough and you picked up the playing because they're both right at the heart of the course. I've got one last question, and it's from one of my colleagues, Michelle, who said, gosh, well done, Dom, you're getting to chat to Kim. I'd like to know, and I'm sorry, it's a bit coachy, but, you know, you've taught us. I'd like to know, (laughs) uh, what would she gift her younger self at the start of her coaching career? More confidence without question uh, to, yeah, to actually stand up against all the uh, self-professed experts who sometimes said I was too naive, too trusting, too emotional, not business-minded enough. Um, yeah, those things knocked me a bit. Um, so, yeah, more confidence and more self-belief. Kim, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to Coach Class. I share so many of your values and your principles, and it's just just affirming to talk to you and to hear just the thoroughness that goes behind what we've felt, what we've seen, what how we've developed. It's emotional for me because I've absolutely loved loved every minute. Thank you so much. I, I, it makes me so happy and proud and honoured actually to hear that. I never take it for granted. Kim, thanks for coming on Coach Class. Thank you, Dom. It's been a real pleasure. 